Dear friends, you may be seated. It is such a privilege to be here this morning to worship the Lord uh, with you, to open his word. And uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, I invite you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We'll be reading from verses 1 to 11. Uh, Reverend Karen just read that a few moments ago. And if you'd like to follow along in your pew Bible, uh, it can be found on the second half in the New Testament on page 159. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 11. Now, concerning the times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. Let us pray. Our dear, gracious, and heavenly Father, we are so grateful uh, for your word. Pray that uh, you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you want to say to us this morning and what you want us to do about what you're saying. We thank you, Father, for the light of your word, uh, for the light of the good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. May your word be a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. For this we ask in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Speculation about the time of the return of Christ has been, as one author put it, a constant temptation in the life of the church. For instance, over the centuries, there have been a number of speculations made public that predicted that Jesus would return on such and such a day and even hour in some instances. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 11, Paul leaves no room for speculation regarding the timing of the Lord's return, just as the Lord himself left no room to speculate when he said, no one knows the day or the hour of the coming of the Son of Man. As followers of Jesus, we are called to recognize the signs which are to take place before the Lord's return, to which Jesus called the beginning of birth pains. Indeed, wars and rumors of wars, nation rising up against nation, 
famines and earthquakes in various places are strikingly similar to what we're seeing unfolding in our world right now. But as for the timing of the Lord's return, Paul reminds us that the day of the Lord will come suddenly and unexpectedly. Paul's main concern for the church is not when the Lord will return, but how we are to live as we wait for his return. And this brings me to the main idea of our passage this morning, and it's this. As children of light, let us be alert as we live with the hope of eternal life. As children of light, let us be alert as we live with the hope of eternal life. Before we enter into our text, let me first provide you just with a little bit of context to our passage. In Acts 17, we learn that Paul, Silas, and Timothy had come to Thessalonica as missionaries. And after being forced to leave the city because of intense opposition, Paul eventually sends Timothy to get a report on how the church is doing. And after receiving Timothy's positive report, with deep affection and love, Paul writes to the Thessalonians to address concerns, to encourage the discouraged, and to repair hope in the wake of persecution and unexpected deaths of people in their congregation. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 11, Paul reminds believers about their status before God and shows us how we ought to live in the face of Jesus' sudden return. But before doing this, Paul begins by reminding the church that the day of the Lord will be sudden and unexpected. The day of the Lord will be sudden and unexpected. Verses 1 and 2 says, Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you for you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Now, in the Old Testament prophetical books, the phrase, the day of the Lord, is associated with God's judgment on the disobedient and his saving the faithful. In the New Testament, the day of the Lord is ultimately fulfilled when Jesus returns to judge the world in righteousness and justice. To reinforce the imminent return of Jesus, Paul uses two analogies. One, it'll be sudden and unexpected as a thief in the night. Two, like labor pains at the end of pregnancy, Jesus' return will be sudden and inescapable to all who oppose God and the truth of his word. That day, Peter tells us in his second letter, chapter 3, will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Now, is Paul uttering a threat or warning to the church? No. Instead, he goes on to remind them of their spiritual status before God. Verse 4 and 5 says, But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. And as it was for the Thessalonians, so it is 
for all who put their faith and trust in Jesus. When the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, shun in your hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, you, beloved, became a child of light. You were not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. When you confessed with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you, beloved, became a child of light. For with the heart, Paul writes in Romans 10, one believes and is justified, and the mouth one confesses and is saved. You are not in darkness for that day to catch you off guard. Do you remember when God rescued you from the power of darkness and transferred you into the kingdom of his beloved Son? Whether it was on a day or a period of time, you, beloved, became a child of light. You were not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. Dear friends, Christ is, has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. And when he returns, it will be both sudden and unexpected. But as children of light and of the day, we won't be blindsided when Jesus returns. Reformer Martin Luther once said, there are two days in my calendar, this day and that day, as we patiently wait for that day when Jesus returns, let us in the present not fall asleep as others do. That's what Paul tells us in verses 6 and 7. Let us not fall asleep as others do. That is the rest of humankind. But let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. Night is typically when people sleep and when people get drunk. As one commentator writes, to sleep at night and to get drunk at night is to be spiritually and morally disengaged without any consciousness of the coming of Jesus Christ. Paul uses the words night, sleep, and drunk to describe people who are separated from God, unconscious of their lost condition, blind to their need for Jesus and for the forgiveness of sins and generally have no thought or prayer to their creator. Paul is telling us, let us not fall asleep as the others living in darkness. For those, as my friend recently told me, hiding from God now in the darkness will be hiding from him on the day of judgment. Dear friend, if you're here this morning sensing your deep need for Jesus, I want to invite you to come to the light. Paul once said to the people of Athens, God commands all people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The ever-present, unchanging, internal God loves you and he's calling you to put your trust in him 
Yield your life to him and receive from him the hope of salvation. As for children of light, everything we do springs from moment by moment trust in God. So while we wait for his return, let us be alert, be vigilant as we live with the hope of eternal life. How? Paul tells us in verse 8. We are to put on the breastplate of faith and love. We are to put on the breastplate of faith and love. To illustrate the idea of being sober and alert, Paul uses the image of Christian soldiers. And the necessary armor we need to protect ourselves in battle against the spiritual forces of evil working against us. Faith and love are represented by the breastplate. As one commentary says, no soldier would ever go out to battle without his breastplate. And no Christian is equipped to live the Christian life without faith and love. Faith and love are two sides of the same coin. True faith is living and active and is ultimately lived out in love. To be alert by putting on faith and love is demonstrated when we keep God before us at all times. It is to love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with all our mind by trusting him in all circumstances and seeking him in repentance when we do sin. To be alert by putting on faith and love is demonstrated when we love our neighbor as ourselves. Whether we gather as a church, a small group, one-on-one, or invite others to Alpha or a place to go, let us, dear friends, strive to build one another up through faith and love. To be alert by putting on faith and love is demonstrated when we speak the truth in love, having one another's interests at heart. It's to walk alongside someone with a wounded heart, helping them to walk through the storm. It's to exhort one another to persevere and to press on through life's battles while keeping our eyes on Jesus. Let us be alert by putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Last, but certainly not least. Verse 9, we're to be alert by putting on the helmet, the hope of salvation. To put on the helmet, the hope of salvation, is to live continually and consciously with the hope of eternal life. And as you know, we do this not on the basis of who we are or what we have done, but on the basis of who God is and what he has done through his son Jesus, who lived and died and rose again so we can live with him forever. Verse 9 says, God has not destined us to wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is holy and just. And there will come that day when God's wrath and righteous judgment will be poured out on all manner of sin and evil. But putting on the helmet the hope of salvation is to know that on the basis of your union with Christ, God has destined you to eternal life. You are no longer under his judgment, 
but are now righteous in his sight. Back in 1 Thessalonians chapters 1 and 2, Paul says, You are loved by God, and he has chosen you. He has called you into his heavenly kingdom and glory. So in the face of despair or depression, you can cling to the promise that God has not destined you to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the face of accusations from our adversary, the devil, you can say with confidence, God has not destined me to wrath, but to obtain salvation through, his Lord, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Even in the face of death. On April 9, 1945, Lutheran pastor and theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer was hanged at Flossenburg only days before the American liberation of the Nazi POW camp. Bonhoeffer's famous last words were recorded as saying, this is the end, but for me, the beginning of life. Even in the face of death before the Lord returns, let us put on the helmet, the hope of salvation, that, and remember that we have a heavenly Father who has not destined us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are alive or have passed from this life into our eternal home, we may live with him. And this is not something merely to be optimistic about, but rather a glorious promise we can be certain about. As J.I. Packer once said, optimism is a wish without warrant. Christian hope is a certainty guaranteed by God himself. Friends, the day of the Lord will come suddenly and unexpectedly. And until that day comes, on this day, as children of light, let us be alert as we live with the hope of eternal life. And as you do this, verse 11, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed St. Peter's and St. Paul's you are doing. May it be so for the glory of God and for the extension of his kingdom from the heart of Ottawa. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.